35 hit us out to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to now we serving these beans. We're starting this episode of the I-35 Sports Connection with a birthday celebration for... Luca! Oh yeah! On this day, let's let's remember how thankful we are to have Luca in our lives. What a what, what a birthday! Twenty one on Friday. I yeah. wonder if he got Liddy City here. Uh, I think he did. He's in Miami with his boy Roger. Oh, so, nice, nice, yeah, nice, they, nice. He definitely did a birthday celebration uh, to celebrate that. Two one already the most triple doubles at the age of twenty one. <laughs> no double triples yet, though. No double triples. Not yet, yet. but he might be there. So the Wonder Kid is now 21 years old, and boy, do I feel unaccomplished in my life. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, he's been just at his grind for so long. It's insane. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, so let's sh- start off this show um, with setting up what's going to happen in these next two weeks, and we'll go into, like, our favorite Luca memory and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to okay. be gone next week, so we're going to do a part one. And then we're going to roll out part two next week. So you'll get part one this week, and then next week we'll auto upload part two. So this show might be a little bit uh, shorter, but we're going to talk about our favorite Luca memory. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into our Mavs talk. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to set, <laughs> then we're going to set up uh, Cowboys and Chiefs free agency and also mm-hmm. what we think they need to look for in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about in our previous episode, the new league year starts in March, starts March 12th. So this is where everything becomes official as far as like who's your unrestricted free agents, who you can sign, deals become official, who you can tag. And all that good stuff. Right. So, let's start it off with our favorite Luca memory before we talk Mavs basketball. All right. Um, I would say mine's very recent, but that half-court shot at All-Star Weekend, that was incredible. Like, he wasn't even trying. Was it because it was, like, him and Trey Young, like, the two faces of that draft that in also, the future? That also made it awesome, but he literally was just like, well, let's see if I land this. And then it, like, went in, and I was like, What? Yeah, it was like, very Steph Curry-like. Just yeah. looked effortless. And, and right? the moment it left his hands, you thought it was going in, too. You know what's hilarious, though, about Steph Curry, like, draining those half-court shots is, what was it, like, the All-Star game two years ago, where he kept trying to get them for charity, and they had let him have, like, 20 tries. Know, yeah, the one time. I know. I'm like, man, he was, and you could tell he was getting super annoyed, and I'm like, this is not helping your shot. The more annoyed you get, the worse <laughs> the shot is getting. Yeah, I think my favorite Luca memory is all the times he Trotter tolls uh, Dirk talking about how he's slow, out of shape, how like mm-hmm. they can finally move the ball up and down the court just trolling Dirk because you can really tell the love there and you get like this great all-star but with a humble personality and I really enjoy that. Yeah. So let's talk Mavs after the all-star break. Right before the All-Star break versus the Kings. I believe you called something. I did. I'm going to get into that right after I talk. Well, we can get into both because I called multiple things and it's all happening You did, right but now. there was one specific standout call out to me. Yeah, so let's talk Mavs. They were finally gelling with KP and Luka right before the All-Star break and then into the All-Star, and then after the All-Star break, they're playing great basketball. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a couple things I called. One, you're seeing it right now. What's JJ's brain minutes doing right now? Going up, 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 up. 
Going up like a damn elevator, and I call this, right? I mean, before the playoffs come, you need to get J.J. his minutes because he's going to be a big role in the playoffs. And he's going to be in an even bigger role now because of the J.B. injury. J.J. Brun- or, uh, J. Brunson is out, so mm-hmm. you need more offense because you got MKG and you got DeLone Wright. Can I, can I just say, yeah. I hate that his initials are mkg and not mgk Why? because of the rapper machine gun kelly uh, i'm just so used to saying mgk and now i'm like ugh. well MKG. his offense is as good as M- mkg the rapper mgk yeah <laughs> that's true that's true my bad my bad <laughs> yeah so let's start off with the starters and then we'll go into what my problem is with the bench right now but you really saw this offense start to take flight and it's because your boy, the unicorn, is actually attacking the rim now. Unicorn. All right, sorry. I no, have like little good. sound effects for everybody, yeah, I so guess. We called, what, what was this, like four episodes ago, how he was struggling and what did he need to do? Attack the damn mm-hmm. rim. You're 7'3", no one can stop you, go at the rim. And I really hate to say this, but one of the kind of things that spurred this on was all the injuries, right? So, Dwight Powell's out. Mm-hmm. Will Trill. God, and I hate that he's out. He would have been so great for this season. Oh, he would have. He really would always happens to us. But since Dwight's out, Will Trill's out, do you know who the pick and roll goes to now? Yeah. Do we know when Willie Trill is coming back? I don't even know why he's technically out. Like, they're being it's very hush-hush personal on personal reasons, but I'm wondering if maybe... I don't think that he was mad to come to Dallas. Like I, I don't think so either, but he I could have, have been mad happened. about his minutes because he's not getting a lot. But he just, I, I don't know, I don't maybe. Know. Something's going on there, but... They're always so shady. The the good thing is, is that, like, those, you know, set up pick and rolls with Luca and Dwight Powell are going to KP now. And he's mm. going to the rim. It's getting him in, in rhythm a lot earlier in the game. Now, let's yeah. talk about the issues, though, with all these injuries. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. Well, what did we say our, our biggest strength was over every other NBA team? Maybe outside of the Clippers. Um, bigger strength probably our our offense to just shoot stuff in. Our offense and make off the it, bench. I guess shoot stuff in. Obviously, where else would it go? Yeah, Dumb. but we had the best offense coming off the bench, right? That was our strength of the team. And so when you get these injuries and you have to move Seth Curry, who was on fire last night, thirty-seven points. So you move Seth from the bench to the starting lineup as you should. JB is hurt. So your two best creators off the bench, mm-hmm. both guys who could score yeah. 30 points with enough minutes on any given night are off your bench. And now who do you have to rely on for offense off your bench? DeLon Wright, mm-hmm. who I went on a little rant on last episode. Yeah, who, he's not making things. He's not. It's just not working out. Yeah. He, he can't create his own shot. And, and you would have heard me say he's crafty numerous times. And if I described he's you as crafty... And you're not... That's probably not good. <laughs> probably. He's crafty. He's crafty, right? Crafty, yes. But there are some good spots in here. Oh, uh, you got to hear me out. Hear me out. I'm a little depressed right now. Okay. So, you know, we're going to have some more minutes for J.J. Barea. That's obviously going to open up a lot more points. Because, right? like, the playoffs, you shorten your bench, right? Right, right, okay. right. And uh, then... That makes sense. Hoping that Willie Trill comes back... We get to now put Seth back on the bench, so okay, okay, yeah, so okay. it, it kind of helps yeah, out yeah. a little, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get you get the lobber on the offense. See, you, you get no to need keep, to go pick it. Yeah, you get, to, <laughs> you get the three and D back and Dorian Finney on the outside, mm-hmm. so Seth comes back to the bench. Now you have that advantage on your bench again. Okay, right. I, see, I can see. So this. There, there's some bright spots here and there. Yes, you know we have that looming cloud of injuries, but 
And I think we have we'll, such a big gap between us and the last playoff spot. So it's not like we're in danger of missing the playoffs. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't... I don't see this as 2011 right now, but I see us as uh, maybe winning the first round of the playoffs. So wait, wait, wait. you don't believe? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. I believe. I believe, but I'm realistic. I relieve. Realistic believe. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Relieve is already a word. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You think in Bradley Beal offseason playoffs? Yeah, okay, okay, I think that okay. there's more to come. That's why, like, I say Cowboys 2021, but book it Dallas Mavs 2022. We can't have it in the same year. It's not going to happen. It's just too perfect for Dallas. I would so. much rather have the Mavs win. You know, you go Chiefs. But repeat. you have to wait till twenty twenty two. Why not have something repeat, in twenty twenty one? In twenty twenty one, you go Mavs championship. I mean, that would be cool too. But yeah, that's better. I like that one better. Not better though. No, no, no. Better. Cowboys, Tampa, twenty twenty one. Book it. It's happening. Okay. Okay. The All pieces right. have fallen. And then uh, I do want to give a shout out to the MLS season, which has okay. just started. So uh, I, you guys obviously can't see this, but someone in this group has a signed FC Dallas jer- jersey I with do. everybody. DTID Dallas till I die. Yep, yep. A, and a. we already we already locked up tickets for the <laughs> FC Dallas Sporting KC game later this year, which we are beyond oh, excited for. Oh yeah, I already bought them. For oh, the awesome! <laughs> hey, on it. Um, but this is the type of relationship y'all should aspire to have. Yeah, this is their 25th anniversary <laughs> season, and you're talking about two teams that kind of need to bounce back. So, Sporting KC last year didn't make the playoffs, first time in a long time. It was probably the dis- most disappointing season in Sporting KC's history, in recent history. They always have a really sw- uh, solid squad. Yeah, so we're hoping for a big bounce back year this year. And then FC Dallas, you have this super young We need team. to win this damn MLS <laughs> Cup. That, and we need to win a World Series, and then it'll be perfect. Can I, can I throw something out at you? Sure. Why you should be very high on Dallas? On FC Dallas? or yeah, oh, FC okay. Dallas. Who owns, a, who owns the Kansas City Chiefs? Lamar Hunt. Yeah, but his son owns Well, it yeah, the Hunt family, sorry. And who owns FC Dallas? The Hunt family. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's some good things coming. I know, uh-huh. I know. Well, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. I feel like he should make a move to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> How mad would you be? Yeah, I'm, Jerry I'm, Jones would roll over in his grave if he died before that I'm ever saying, happened. If you don't think Clark Hunt's brother, who owns FC Dallas, is not a, the least bit jealous right now that the Chiefs won and his team hasn't mm. won, I guarantee you he's going to throw everything he has into this year. Perhaps, yes. Clark already won the legacy for his dad and the Chiefs. Lamar Hunt started FC Dallas. He also kind of started Sporting KC back when they were Wizards, but we'll go on. They've already won since then. But anyway, he's, he started FC Dallas. He wants to do something for his father's yeah. legacy. Well. Hey, the writing is on the wall. Yeah, there, there's, also, a, there's a Lamar Hunt statue literally at FC Dallas. Yeah, I, I, it's going to happen. Soccer's gaining a lot of traction here. Obviously, I don't think it's going to outpace football anytime soon, but definitely gaining traction. Yeah. The Rangers, though. Yeah, the Rangers, which if you guys... Why couldn't y'all just be cheaters like the Astros? Come on. Yeah, back-to-back year failures. Uh, If you're (laughs) wondering why we haven't talked much Rangers yet or much Royals yet, it's coming. It's just that right now it's just spring training and like you have these bloated rosters that aren't quite going to make it. So we're going to wait until after you find out who's going up, who's going down, and we get a little bit closer to opening day before we talk Rangers. I will say I'm excited to go to some Rangers games in this closed-off 
ballpark because good god in the peak of the summer you cannot sit at a rangers game yeah, so, so you will literally die you'll perish you know let's finish this this episode this part one episode let's say the chiefs and cowboys talk all right, all right fair, fair fair well, i'm going on my tangent let's talk right, some baseball right, okay right. so rangers opening me a, a brand new stadium yes it looks really nice but i, I have some concerns because it also kind of looks like it looks like a giant greenhouse. Like, there's so much glass that I'm like, okay, I get, like, we're putting a, a roof over this place, but now it's going to be, like, so expensive to air condition. Like, what? Yeah, and and here's something that can be understated. The Rangers, since they have this closed-off stadium, mm-hmm. you know, now you're not going to overheat. Your pitchers aren't, are going to be more durable because they, yeah. aren't, they aren't cracking anymore. In yeah. That, oh, that's you, a good point. Yeah. If you I have not been that. to this ballpark in the dead of summer, it is brutal. And the Rangers pitchers are literally dying on the yeah. mound. This is the first like ballpark I've seen, or really any sports stadium I've seen, where people will willingly go sit higher up in the covered areas to not be in that sun because it's so hot. You can't even enjoy your beer. It gets hot in like two seconds. Yeah, and, and the reason I bring up the, the pitchers are dying is because the Rangers compared to other MLB teams their pitchers get hurt on a much higher basis and I don't know if it's training staff I don't know if it's that brutal summer heat mm. like I or if it's the turn I don't know what it is but there is something with the Rangers and I a curse and I <laughs> well I actually think it's the heat because yeah as you, get it, hot, you get heat as stress you, as yeah you get, you get heat stress and your mechanics start to mm-hmm. go and you start pitching wildly and I think being in this closed stadium is going to help those pitchers a yeah. lot Especially, the Rangers have a shot at having the best pitching staff in all of MLB right now. Yeah, um, I, th- I want to say Kluber's coming back too from you know injury, so this is going to be some good stuff. Yeah, so Cleveland gave up on this guy because he got hurt, <laughs> and I think this dude was the man in Cleveland. Yeah, so it- it'll be some good stuff. It should be interesting. You add him to that that pitching staff that already had Lance Lynn in there. It already had. And Miner, do not forget him. He was really good. Uh, how could I forget? The Royals gave up on him. You guys <laughs> scooped him up, and then Scoop. all of a sudden he's an ace. Like when did this happen? So right there, your your starting three are probably the best starting three pitchers in, like the best one, two, three in baseball mm-hmm. right now. If only if Kluba, Kluba, Kluba bounces back. That's got to be the thing for him. <laughs> I know we're kind of ripping off the whole Kleba thing, but... <laughs> oh, is that where I got, <laughs> it, from? Where got yep. it from? That's yeah, <laughs> Sorry, so Maxie. So he's got he's to bounce back. And if, if he can be that guy, then now you're talking about the Rangers potentially sneaking into his playoff spot. Mm, okay. Should be good stuff. Yeah, yeah, because, like, let's be real. Everybody's going to be beaming the Astros of baseball so many times that they're good. not going to have a lineup. Dude, even LeBron James jumped in on this, and I 100% agree with him. When, what did he say? I... It was really, really oh, funny. He basically said, you know, I'd be pissed off, too, if someone stole a championship. Yeah, it, but there was so much, like, heat behind it. I was like, I mean, LeBron is my sports hate, but, like, I, yeah, I, I could oh, get behind I, that. I, I totally agree. Now, 1,000%. Now, let's talk offensively for the Rangers. Okay. Okay, so our pitching is even better, but, hey, I had good pitching last year. Yeah. So, so w- what's the difference? Well, one, you only had two starters, and after those guys, it was it was a, Right, it, it, it goes downhill, like, yeah. You could not, your bullpen would die. And so this pitching is going to help your bullpen be better. You know, you had a very bad bullpen last year, but that was also because after Mitch and uh, Lynn were done pitching, your third and fourth game of the series, you had to go into your bullpen so early that it would wear these guys out. They're going Mm -hmm. to be much, much, much better prepared for this season because you have these aces now. Yeah. Offensively, 
what is going to save me offensively? So Joey Gallo, a healthy Joey Gallo, my That's true, because last year, the strikeouts were no more. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct, Hitting correct. Hitting those bombs as usual, so that was huge. Yes, and then we've got Elvis Andrews. Yeah, and if he can stay healthy, be back to the Elvis of old, the 300 hitter, that's, mm-hmm. that's huge. And, Go uh, ahead. I, I'm excited about <laughs> no more, no mo. This guy is gone. You've been so happy finally. to say that. Like, like, I get it, right? Like, you looked at his end of the season stats, and they were great. But if you're going to be good for me 10 games and then mm. be terrible for 10 games, I'd rather have you be consistent. Right, right, right. And him leaving, it opens yeah. up a spot for the young, exciting Rangers player, Willie Calhoun. Calhoun. Yeah. Calhoun. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Um, Basketball gotta... is so exciting that way. Yeah. I know in baseball, they get their, like, walk-up songs or whatever. And every now and then, you'll get something that you're like, what? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, so the the Rangers, I think, are going to have a bounce back year, and I don't think. <laughs> I think the biggest Speaking thing the, <laughs> that's going against the Rangers is their division is stout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, say what you will, the Astros cheated, yes, but they also still have one of the most talented. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin baseball. eaters. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. But you've got to hope that the Rangers, that the Astros decide to give up that they decide to trade everything, you know. Why? Well, so here's the thing. You, you're coming up on these max deals. Okay. Okay. You lost your GM that invented it, that invented that team. Okay. Okay, You that's lost fair. Your, your manager, okay. Okay. And so now you have these players that are coming up uh, about to be a free agents. You have Verlander, who's running out of time and is older now. So I would trade all of your core Interesting. Okay. You know, I thought you were like saying, oh, just give it up to like start over fresh. But okay, gotcha. No, heard. Because like, how did, how did the Astros build this team besides cheating? They <laughs> cheating. sucked for a decade. <laughs> That's they, fair. Yeah. They were terrible for a decade and they got all these pres- uh, prospects. And now you look at this team and you're not really sure if they're still World Series caliber, but the player of caliber, but you're paying Grinky. You're paying Verlander. Mm-hmm. You got Correa. You got Sprayer. You've got all the Jose Altuve. You got all these big players that you could flip for massive, massive True. prospects. And you just build a new super team. Exactly. While we're talking about Houston, sorry, different sport, but I think it's hilarious that the XFL Renegades, the Dallas Renegades, have been like shots fired, no holds barred, whatever. Um, the game's today. I know. Sorry it's we won't today. Be able to and it's hilarious. Like, I've been, I follow them on Instagram, and they've just been like going off on Houston, which I think is hilarious because Houston really is the butthole of Texas. I, I mean, it is. So, who's going to be shotgun in the White Claw or the uh, Natty Lights or the Budweiser? Uh, it's going to be so litty today there. But I think it's also going to be hilarious because. Um, you know, the one of the memes that stuck out to me, which I thought was hilarious because it was so savage, it was one of those hard to hard pills to swallow things. And it was like everything that you like about Houston culture is stolen from um, Louisiana. I died. Oh. I howled. I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. Um, but where's the lie? <laughs> there is no lie. At least Dallas is original. Very true. So, um, And it's pertinent because it's not even on I-35. You have to take I-40 to get there from here. So, boom. Oh, damn. Roasted. Fire. <laughs> so, we're going to wrap this episode up. Stick around for part two. We're going to record it today, and then it's going to be uploaded next week. But uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. Uh, we actually did talk some baseball. Uh, we will hit the Royals, my team, new new owner, new manager, new everything. We'll hit that up the later. The Yowls. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Have a good time. We're out. Deuces. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before oh, we go, before boy. we go, 
Our Twitter handle at i thirty five sports cxn. Oh snap! You know what? We actually did have a Twitter question, and you know what? In the spirit of Twitter, Twitter, you know, if you tweet us and you you ask us a question, we'll answer it. You know, I'm not not opposed to it. Not opposed to it at all. Uh, sorry, you had to wait through the whole not, episode. <laughs> sorry, you had to wait through the whole episode, but hey, sorry, that's not how sorry. We make you stick around, okay? Yeah. So. Uh, this Twitter question comes from Hold the Remote. I like that handle. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. Now, the question is how the Colts are going to dominate the AFC next season. Was that shots fired at Kansas City? I feel like that was shots <laughs> fired at Kansas City, but Hold the Remote, I'll tell you this. Okay, if Jacoby Brissett didn't get hurt, I think the Colts would have won their division. Okay. I think they would have been a playoff team. Here's my issue with the Colts, and it's not necessarily the quarterback because I think Jacoby Brissett is good enough to get you into the playoffs, but he's not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Okay. The Colts don't have depth. They're always one injury away from being out of, out of the playoff run, and that's a problem. If T.Y. Hilton gets hurt, they don't really have a dominant guy to step in and, and get those receptions, right? If Marlon Mack gets hurt, they have an okay backup. There's no depth on this team anywhere, so one injury to one of your weapons hurts you. And if they had a great tight end, I know Eric, you know, Eric Ebron used to be good for him. Doyle Ugh, used to be good. He was like, hit or miss, I feel like. Like these guys used to have, you know, big games here and there, but throughout their run, ever since Peyton Manning has left, the thing with the Colts has always been, they're not deep. They always have one injury that takes them out. I was about to make it. That's what she said, joke. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> But 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 it is like you look at the Colts post Peyton Manning. It, it it always is. Oh, you know we have something here, and then it's one injury that that hurts you. Whereas you look at the team like the Kansas City Chiefs, for instance, when Tyreek Hill got hurt, Byron Pringle stepped up big. You still had Harvin. You still had Travis Kelsey. You still had Sammy Watkins. You still had Damian Williams. You had all this offensive firepower. But for the Colts, it's not like that. So you take away one of these pieces, and their offense mm-hmm. isn't good enough to score. So if the Colts can fix their depth. And if I'm the Colts, I am drafting wide receiver heavy because I do not believe T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton can make it through the year. This is a wide receiver heavy draft. Then I am Go going to him. get a wide yeah. receiver and I'm going to fix my offense because your defense is good enough. Your defense isn't great, but it's good enough. You need to fix that offense. You have no depth. You fix that depth. And now you're talking about a serious run. But I think the Colts will make the playoffs. If everyone stays healthy, because Bill O'Brien's going to Bill O'Brien in Houston, the butthole of Dallas. <laughs> and Tennessee, you don't know what's happening with Derrick Henry yet. And even if Henry comes back, great running back seasons are so hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. And is Tannehill going to yeah. be Tannehill of old, or is he going to be this new great Tannehill? We don't know yet. So, like, the Colts are looking good for next year, but I would really like them to add some depth if they truly want to dominate the AFC. Hmm, okay. okay. Now, give me that Twitter handle one more time so people can ask those questions. At i35 Sports CXN. Hit me with your Twitter questions. We'll answer your Twitter questions again. So hold the remote. <laughs> Sorry about your Colts. Chiefs are repeated. We out. <laughs>